You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. At that time, so many people were crowding together that they were trampling one another underfoot. Jesus began to speak first to his disciples. Beware of the leaven, that is, the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. There is nothing concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the darkness will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be proclaimed on the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but after that can do no more. I shall show you whom to fear. Be afraid of the one who, after killing, has the power to cast into Gehenna. Yes, I tell you, be afraid of that one. Are not five sparrows sold for two small coins? Yet not one of them has escaped the notice of God. Even the hairs of your head have all been counted. Do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's clear that one thing God wants is our salvation. He loves us so much. Jesus really driven from the inside to communicate how much the Father loves us. This is his big teaching. It's really a teaching also of the entire Bible from the very act of creation. Why would God create the world? I remember when we were children, we still learned back in the early 60s the questions of the simple catechism. And why did God create the world? And why did God create you? And he created us to live with him forever in heaven. In these times when we hear so many sad reports of people with such depression, even children and teenagers who take their lives, and they don't know why they are made. They don't know why they live. Because if they knew, they would have hope. It's a whole new dimension in life when we know about something that's going to happen in the future. There's a famous um, statement of Einstein that we should not think about the future, but imagine it. And then live as if we're already in the future. And this is actually one of the normal ways of working. When a farmer plows a field, it's a lot of work to clean out all the stones, the bushes, the weeds, to plow a field, to sow it. And he doesn't have anything from it, just tiredness and sweat. And he's exhausted and he has used all this good seed in the ground that he could eat, make flour. But he's living and doing this because of what he already sees the harvest coming in the fall. 
And this is where God wants us. He's saying, you don't worry about anything. Nothing. There's nothing in this world, even war, should make us afraid. Because in whatever circumstance we live, this fa the Father loves us so much and he wants us to accomplish the mission and the goal he has. The problem is when we have only this world here as our horizon. And this is amazing. And that's why Abraham, who didn't have the blessing of all the revelation that came after him, he didn't have the blessing of the revelation of Christ. He didn't have the blessing of a clear revelation of eternal life. We don't know what God, graces God gave him inside, but there's no evidence in the scriptures for that. And it was a long struggle to discover the identity of God. Even in Abraham's time, there was a multiplicity of gods. It's not said even that Abraham didn't believe that there were other gods. It was a very slow acquisition as the human beings were purified living in God's company that their mind was cleaned up and they were able to grasp that there's only one God and that he made everything. And he's talking to Abram and says, look at the stars, look at the grains of sand and you will have this people. And he's 100 years old and he still doesn't have a child. And he is faithful. And this is the great... It's also very beautiful to notice how the people at this time are very conscious of Abraham. And how, when did Abraham live? Not in their grandfather's time or their great-grandfather's time. 17, 1800 years before the time of Jesus. And these foundational events are shaping their faith understanding. And they're pondering it, contemplating it, drawing from it. And we have on top of Abraham 1,700, 1,800 years until Jesus, and we have 2,000 years afterwards. So many blessings in the preparation, such an explosion of blessing through Jesus, and such an incredible um, harvest of extraordinary accomplishments in the transformation of human lives through the martyrs, through the saints, through the works of charity, through the corporal works of mercy, the spiritual works of mercy that have been accomplished throughout 2,000 years because of this message, because of this renewal, because of this redemption. So we should be filled with hope. There's also a very interesting teaching here that everything will be public. Everything. We think we hide stuff. It will all be public. The last judgment is going to be a very interesting place. It could be a very interesting event. You know, the people, they have so much excitement about the, the uh, what do you call those prizes in Hollywood for the, the Oscars and all of this, they have the, the award ceremonies and they're like, who's getting the award, you know? Well, I mean, the stuff that's going to come out in the last judgment will be very interesting. And we have this verse of the Psalm that is very consoling. In, I turn to you, O Lord, in time of trouble and you fill me with the joy of salvation. This is what God is all about, from the very creation to the middle of all our troubles today to the future. He wants to fill us with the joy of salvation. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.